Welcome to Unsubscribe. I'm your host, Avani Jane. In this podcast, I'm going to show you how to intentionally opt out of anything that's robbing you of your energy, freedom, joy, and peace of mind. It's time to let it all go, finally, so that you can clear your mental inboxes and make space to subscribe to a life that truly lights your soul. If you're ready, hop in. We are embarking on the transformation of a lifetime. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to be here for yet another episode with all of you. It has been so much fun, such a joy, in fact, to talk with all of you and hear what's been feeling good as you're listening to the podcast episodes that have been coming out. I'm just so grateful that you're here listening in, that we get to be here in this space and talk about things that are important to us, things that we feel are at the top of mind. And I've been getting more and more ideas with each conversation in Instagram DMs, coffee chats, just day-to-day chats I've been having with friends and all of you. So thank you for your ideas, for your thoughts. We're going to be going so many amazing places together. But let's talk about today's topic because I'm so psyched for it. We're going to be talking about the unsubscribe practice. This is something I have been developing over the last few weeks because I realized unsubscribing to something can be really simple and straightforward and a switch in your mind sometimes. And other times it's not. Other times it requires more, more time, more effort, more thinking. And in order to make that shift from subscribing to something and then deciding that is not a belief we want anymore, there is a little bit of work that goes into that. And I wanted to find a way to make that work simpler and make that work something that we could do together over and over again as we create the life we really want to live and create the beliefs we really want to install in our minds. The mind is so powerful. So that is what this practice is all about. I'm going to be walking through it with you today. I'm going to be sharing an example, something that I'm unsubscribing to today, giving you some other ideas of things you could be working on with this practice. The best part about this practice, there are many good parts about this practice. One of the best parts is it's a Notion template and it's free. It's something you can grab, duplicate into your Notion account and use anytime you want. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on your computer. You can do it on your iPad. If you don't like journaling on the computer and you want to do it with a physical journal, you can do it that way too. And so it is a framework that you can use in whatever way feels right for you. I'm so excited about this. So the practice, first of all, if you want to grab it right now and walk through it while I'm talking about it today, you can grab it at avanimariala.com slash unsubscribe and download it there. All you have to do is put your name and email in and I'll send it right over to you. So if you go do that and come back here, it'll make sense as I'm walking through this with you and you can always go grab it later as well. It'll be linked in the show notes. So the unsubscribe practice, I have a little video that I put in there for you on how I recommend using it, but I want to talk a little bit, I want to get a little bit deeper with you on all of it today. It's going to be really fun because I'm going to be walking through an example and kind of doing this live with you. I've written out some of the pieces already, so I'll be walking you through the process of how we can unsubscribe. It doesn't have to be guesswork. It doesn't have to be a question mark or mystical. We can have predictable ways to unsubscribe to things that no longer serve us, to stories, beliefs, and programs that we want to eject from our minds. 
it can be something that you can do intentionally, which is so cool. And like I said earlier, sometimes the work for unsubscribing to something is a simple decision. I've seen people do this where they have shifted from one way of being to another instantly. And there are times when it's going to take even longer. Either way, you can use this practice. You can make it a 20-minute practice that goes through really quickly, and you can make it a two-hour practice if that's what it requires. And it can be something you can come back to again and again. This practice is to be used when you're rewiring an old belief, when you're stepping into a new way of being. Let's say there's a set of beliefs that the current version of you has, and you know they are not serving you anymore, and you want to be you 2.0. Okay, wonderful. Let's use this and step into that version of ourselves. Maybe you've noticed some negative dialogue or found patterns that don't feel good. Maybe you're finding it difficult to find peace, joy, space, or energy in your life. All of these things are reasons to pull out the practice and work through it. Maybe you do it once. Maybe you do it more than once. Maybe you do it every day for a week. Or maybe you just make it part of your daily practice for a while. It really depends on what feels right to you. I recommend doing this when you find yourself in like a really soupy state of mind. So when I say soupy, it's that state of mind where you've done something or you haven't yet done something and your brain is just present. You might feel like this after you wake up in the morning, after a meditation session, maybe after a long walk outside in nature or after a workout. For me, when I have finished a workout, that's when I feel the most creative. That's when I'm able to access the magic of my subconscious mind so easily and effortlessly. That's why I record podcasts after I work out because it's the best energy. And so that soupy state is magic. And I recommend utilizing it in a really positive way, intentional way. And that's when you should be doing this journaling practice because it allows your monkey brain to get out of the way and the anxiety, the fears, the concerns, the worries to get out of the way and answers can bubble up quickly and easily and effortlessly. And that is what I recommend when you're wanting to use this practice to optimize it for the best results based on when you're utilizing it. And like I said, you can use it in different form factors, whatever feels right to you on the computer, on your iPad, on your physical journal, any way you do this can be potent, can be powerful. So at the bottom of the first page, there is a little table. Here you can find the template that I've made. This is something you can duplicate and use as many times as you want. You can put different tags on it if you're trying to work on social, on relationships, on work, on personal development, whatever it might be. Today, I'm gonna to be walking you through a personal development item for me. <laughs> So I'll be sharing you what has been sticky for me in this program that I'm trying to unsubscribe to and walking you through how I'm going to utilize this, unsubscribe to it and make the change and do something about it today. That's one of the biggest keys is we do this practice and then sometimes it takes time to kick in, yes, but maybe there is something we can do about it today. I believe there always is. There's something small we can pick out of the practice, pick out of the realization and apply in our lives today. When we apply something, we're taking action as if we are that person we want to be that has unsubscribed to whatever that thing is. And so that's why I think it's really valuable. And I'll walk you through the whole process so you can see that come together at the end. So like I said, you take this 
little template, you duplicate it, and then we'll go through the four different sections. Section number one is pinpointing the program. What is the program we're wanting to rewrite? Section number two, diving in deeper to the program. This is probably the hardest part. Section number three, scripting your new program. I think this is the most fun part. <laughs> and the last section is what's next. So what do we do from here? So let's go back to the first one, pinpointing the program. So I ask a few questions here. I ask, what do you want to unsubscribe to? And I want you to spend time thinking about this and let your mind go. Just write, see where it takes you. The second question I ask is, what will unsubscribing to this unlock for you? Actually, I think I ask a few different questions on this, so I wanna make sure I'm sharing them with you here. There's three questions I'm asking. So the qu second question is, what has subscribing to this belief this program done for you and what will unsubscribing to it unlock for you? These are two important pieces. I want you to understand why it's been there for this long because our brains are beautiful. They're smart and they are designed to protect us, to keep us alive. And there is a reason this program has been installed in your mind because it has worked so well. It has served you until now for some reason. So understanding why it's there is important. Then on the flip side, we can take a look at why it doesn't need to be there. There is a different way to look at it. You can reframe anything in life. And if you were to look at this from a different angle, if you were a person that didn't subscribe to this program, what would that do for you? What would it create in your life? So I'm going to talk about this today with the example of me unsubscribing to feeling bad when saying no to friends. As a retired people pleaser, this is something I am working on constantly. And I have gotten so much better at this. I'm very grateful that saying no with grace is something I get to practice. And I have amazing friends that allow me to practice this with them. 99.9% .9 of the time, it's received so well. But that 0 0.01 or 0.1% of the time is what my brain is scared of. So let's talk about that. For me, if someone asks me to hang out, if someone asks to do something, go on a trip, go to coffee, go to dinner, go to an event, and it doesn't work for me, maybe the timing doesn't work out, maybe I'm not available, maybe I'm out of town, or it's just not something that feels in alignment, and I need to say no because of those things, that's when it starts to get hard, especially that last part. If it's just not something I want to do, I feel like doing for some reason or another, but I don't have a like, hey, I'm busy with work excuse or I'm traveling excuse because those are hard to combat if it's a just because excuse or for me, it feels like a just because excuse. Like I'm tired. I don't have the bandwidth. That to my brain doesn't feel good enough. And that's when I start to feel bad. Sometimes I just feel bad anyway. So again, this is a story, a program in my mind, feeling bad about saying no, that I am really working on. It's not only friends, it's even people that I work with, that I employ, people in my family, people around me. It's something that I really want to release. So let's talk about what has subscribing to this belief done for me? When I have subscribed to feeling bad about saying no, the interesting thing is, it often will drive me to say yes. It'll drive me to do something that I don't want to do. But at least my brain thinks it has done everything it can to preserve that relationship and to feel like I'm part of that friendship, that group, that relationship. And I don't feel like I'm being othered and therefore I will survive because I'm part of the tribe. 
which, you know, our brain thinks in that early mammalian ways. And we are a tribal, originally a tribal culture or from tribal societies. And that's how our brain thinks. If you are cast out of the tribe, you're going to die, basically. And so subscribing to this belief allows me, or at least my brain thinks, it allows me to not die. <laughs> it keeps me alive. And that's why it has worked so well. It has maintain some friendships and maybe having those friendships or being part of those groups has given me opportunities that have been really wonderful. Maybe being part of those experiences or moments has given me something I never would have been there for or experienced and learned from. So I've gained some things from subscribing to this belief. But what will unsubscribing to this belief do for me? If I let go of saying no when I actually don't feel like it, I will be able to create peace of mind. I will be able to finally not do things that I don't want to do, which is something I'm really, really focusing on. Actually, at the end of 2023, I made a commitment to myself to say no to anything I did not want to do. And it was definitely a challenge. I mean, I should do this my entire life, right? <laughs> but like I said, a retired people pleaser, I'm working on this actively. And so... Imagine if I only did things I really wanted to do or created a result that I really wanted, a goal that I was really wanting that outcome of, that would be incredible. And I get to make space for those priorities. I get to actually align my actions with my priorities by saying no to friends in moments, to events, to things that don't align. I get to make space for me, for my family, for my business, for my podcast, my priorities. It allows me to feel spacious. It allows me to actually have room for creative energy to come up and to be able to think and access new ideas, which in this season is very, very important to me. And it allows me to feel abundant. <laughs> if I'm able to say no, my brain realizes that I'm going to be asked to hang out again and it feels safe in saying no. That's the person I'm going to be unlocking. That person that feels safe in saying no, that feels safe in taking care of her boundaries and taking care of herself because it's not going to serve her and the other person if she says yes and doesn't actually want to do it. It's not a clean desire. And that's important. I remember in the past, I've often said yes to things or meeting up with people that I don't 110% want to meet up with. And I sit down with them and I realize the interaction, although it might have been good on the surface, it didn't fill me up. It didn't light me up. It didn't make me feel amazing when I walked away. And to me, for me, where I am right now at this point in my life, I need all of those things in order for it to be something that I put my energy and time into. I've realized how finite my energy and time is. And so that is what unsubscribing to this program will do and is doing for me. It is incredible to be able to use my energy in such an intentional way. Wow. <laughs> so I'm already feeling into that feeling, that person that I will be when I unsubscribe to this. You can already see this magic working, which is so cool. So we're going to go into the second section, which is diving in deeper. What about this feels sticky? Okay. I have a matrix, a little table that I put together for you on this. I want you to go back and reread everything from that first section and highlight things that feel icky. Basically, if you're reading it, it makes you go, Ugh. that is what I want you to note, highlight it, circle it. And in order to feel that feeling, that energy, I want you to feel into every single word. Once you know each sticky point, you might have one, you might have five. 
I want you to copy each word or phrase and paste it into a new section. I put a little table together for you so you can just paste it into there. And I want you to write about each one. Why does it feel sticky? When did this story originally begin? And is it actually too? true? Is it true? Is there evidence that it doesn't have to be true? Which is really, really cool. We'll talk about that a little bit more. But let's talk about my sticky pieces here. So what felt sticky to me was keeping friendships and relationships and losing them, potentially losing them, and worrying about if I would be casted out of the group. Past experience, the reason it feels sticky, past experiences with friendships have showed me that only a couple where I've had moments where I respected my boundaries, I said no to something that felt out of alignment and it triggered something in the other person and it caused the end of a friendship. It caused a rift. Many times, almost all those times, that friendship was repaired. A handful of times that friendship was not repaired. And I think it was the universe giving me a sign that maybe that friendship wasn't in alignment anymore. It's easy for me to say now, now that I'm years past it, but that's a fear. That's why this feels sticky. This began in certain moments where I've had events that have ended friendships, that have changed friendships. And another thing that felt sticky was about feeling safe in relationships. This is my monkey brain. (laughs) I'm not sure if I can be fully me in my friendships. Because what if I am fully me and I do something and it offends the other person and then suddenly everything blows up? The cool thing is I have evidence that this doesn't have to be true. In many instances, I have an amazing, amazing college friendship that we had a hard time before college and then we found our way back to each other. We addressed the issues that we had experienced with each other and we were able to repair the relationship. And to me, that is big evidence that even if I do something, and I I didn't even realize I did something to offend that person. They had an experience. I was just being in my lane and what I did caused them to have a reflection, which is fine. But that created a rift in the friendship that broke the friendship in, in a place. And then we were able to heal it together, which is amazing, incredible. I'm still friends with that person. I'm so grateful to have them in my life. And what's cool is the friendship is even stronger today than it ever has been before. So grateful for that. So that's an example for me that this doesn't actually have to be true. I actually have a handful of examples like that. So I wrote those things down in this table. And the other thing for me that feels is the anxiety around worrying about and having to manage the friendships and needing to keep them in order to feel safe. It's my inner child taking over the limbic system, which is a part of their brain that is much more, I would say, primitive. And it is the monkey brain. It's the chatter that goes on and on and on and on. And it's trying to evaluate everything to keep me safe in case like I'm out in the savanna and a tiger or a lion is going to eat me. That is the child going on, chattering, chattering, chattering. But I have evidence that if I can let that child calm down and not listen as much and listen to the CEO of my mind, the prefrontal cortex, the mind that is developed, the 32-year-old brain that I have been working on. If I go listen to that version of me, I'm able to make sound decisions and understand the, the whole situation at a 
better level at a deeper level and with a better perspective. I'm able to reframe it very quickly. So the idea that saying no and feeling bad about saying no is going to create things that will not, they'll be broken, that will not be repaired, doesn't have to be true. I have evidence of past experiences in my life that that is not true for, or maybe it was true and then it was untrue because it was repaired. Repair is so magical. And then finally, I also have evidence that my brain has the skills, has the tools to keep me safe. And even though I think I have a lot of anxiety around it, I have the ability to step out of that anxious energy very quickly because I know I can not let the child in my brain run the show, but talk to the executive who has, like I said, 32 years of experience and allow them to run the show, which is so cool. I often visualize, by the way, when I visualize these little people in my head, I visualize the movie Inside Out and the little characters in the operation center, the control center of that girl Riley's mind. And it's so cool. I love that visual. I love that movie because it resonates with me so much. I have these different versions inside of me that are doing their jobs, that are trying to keep me safe, to keep me protected, to keep me alive. And I need to acknowledge them and respect them and know that they're doing their part. And I can choose to listen to one over another because I have the ability to discern. So this is a really powerful piece to understand for myself and I hope for you too, because it allows me to understand my brain a little bit better. So I feel like I got on a tangent here, but I think that's such cool stuff. Maybe we'll do another episode on our parts and the parts inside of us and how old they are. I don't know. Maybe we will do that in the future. So I call these totems the things that are pieces of evidence. It's like little clues that the thing that my program has been thinking and running and operating, the, the scripts that this program in my mind has been using for decades, it thinks it's true, but it's actually not because I have all these other pieces of evidence that say, hey, this is not true because of this experience one, experience two. My friends say no to me lovingly and I still love them. My husband often says no to me because he wants to do X over Y. I love him. <laughs> the times I've said no to others and it's no big deal. In fact, it was better for the other person. I have so many little totems, so many little pieces of evidence. So I'm collecting these. So I'll fill out this table and you can fill out this table too for part two, diving in deeper. And this energy is already starting to shift. I'm seeing that I've been subscribing to this thing. It's just kind of silly, right? So we're going to go into part three now, scripting the new program. What do you actually want to subscribe to? I love this part. I think it's so much fun to let my mind go and just write and write and write because once we get to push the gunk out of the way, our minds become so expansive. I feel like that's often my mind's default state. It's just really crowded and clouded by everything else. And so when I get to clear that out, suddenly the reality that my mind wants to create is unstuck and it flows and it's just so beautiful. So for me, what did I write out for this one? Okay. So the questions that come up here are, if there was one thing that this new version of you does that stands out to you, what would that one thing be? And how can you implement that one thing today? Like I said earlier, we've done all this work. We found evidence. And now we know there's a new way of being. We've written up that new way of being out. We have felt it. We feel excited about that. So I, I'll often spend five to 10 minutes 
writing this new way of being. And then I'll ask myself, what is one thing I can do today? So for me, this new way of being, I say no with love and with grace. I am able to lean into the truth and say, hey, this is a really busy season for me because of X and Y reason, if that's the case, or I'm traveling a lot, or I'm just really needing space in my life right now, whatever that might be. And I'm able to communicate that. And when I'm able to do that, I feel confident in myself. I feel good that I'm respecting the priorities in my life. And I'm proud of myself. And I know that I'm creating more good days, days that feel good, days that feel abundant and expansive. And these little decisions about me saying yes or no today will impact my weeks to come because that's when I'm subscribing to events or hangouts or moments that maybe I will later feel like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to do this. So I want to make sure that is out of the way. And when I say yes, it is a full body resounding yes. I'm so excited to do this. I can't wait to see you. <laughs> that's the energy I want to say yes in. And that's my new way of being. So if there's one thing I can implement today, what would that one thing be? I think it's that last piece, honestly. I say no with love. And I actually have a lot of scripts that I've written out. I have it on my phone in my notes for... When I need to say no to something, how can I say no? I literally have a saying no doc in my notes app on my phone. And I have really wonderful templates I can copy and paste in text messages to fill them out. So saying no doesn't have to be hard because I have a template. I don't have to think twice about it. And leaning into the truth feels really good. But the one thing that I want to focus on moving forward and out of this practice is when I say yes to something it feels like a full body yes. Like I feel so excited when I say yes to it. When I see that event on my calendar, I feel the energy going up and I feel so invigorated and I look forward to it. That is my, I guess, litmus test for if I want to say yes to something. And that's the one thing I'm going to focus on for today and moving forward. That is my marching order. So that's the one thing I'm going to be focusing on is saying yes and making sure it feels like a full body yes. Because if it doesn't, it should be a no. So that is my takeaway. And you can see how powerful picking one thing can be. And your mind knows what to pick. If you feel like you don't know, just step back and ask yourself, if I did know, what would it be? I promise you, your subconscious mind already has these things figured out. We just have to allow them to surface. Our subconscious mind is powerful. It's incredible. It's magnificent. Another episode could be <laughs> all about the subconscious mind. I love talking about this stuff. So what's next? This practice can allow you to unsubscribe to programs quickly. And there are times when you can use this once and you can be done and move forward. Or you might need to pick it back up a month later or a week later and do the whole practice again with that same program. It is big work. It is deep work. It is powerful and life-changing. And doing these practices can be hard and it can create shifts in yourself and that could impact others. So proceed with caution. I feel like I've said this before, but I really, really think it's important and I want to stress on how powerful and how life-changing it's going to be in a positive way. You are embarking on the next step to create the life you want. And for that, I'm so excited for you. I'm cheering you on in the biggest way ever. So Grab the practice at avanimiriala.com slash unsubscribe. I'm going to link that in the show notes. I cannot wait to see how it goes for you and what you come out with, what beliefs you come out with, what things you're unsubscribing to. This is big stuff. Oh, I'm so excited for you. So let me know if you do this practice, 
send me a DM or share on Instagram and tag me at Avani M. Jane. I'd love to talk more about this and see the big, big steps, the big moves you're making in your life, the big unsubscribe moves. I'm so excited for you and I will talk to you all soon. See you in the next episode.